And welcome to BHI in Focus. I'm your guide, Ree, and on this episode, we are talking to the members of the Teaching and Learning Enhancement Team about Universal Design and the Accessibility Hub. Joining us is Anne-Marie Gibson and Annie Carney, Teaching and Learning Specialists on the team. Anne-Marie has been with BHI for over 12 years with a master's degree focused in adult education. She is passionate about applied research and was published in 2018 about the blended model of distance education. Annie has been with BHI for over four years. Her background as a teacher, learning designer, editor and software tester has informed her interest in accessibility and universal design for learning. She is a member of the National Advisory Committee for the Australian Disability Clearinghouse on Education and Training. In 2021, Anne-Marie and Annie received a grant from WAVE, Sue Salthouse for research into gender and disability. Anne-Marie and Annie, welcome to BHI in Focus. Thanks, Marie. Thank you. You both look so like happy after me reading the bio. Like I did my research. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> I'm really excited to get down and talk about this because I've watched how hard you both have worked uh, in this space and bringing awareness um, just about all the things that we're doing. So let's take a step back. Anne-Marie, could you please explain what is universal design? Thanks. Yes. Um, well, universal design means design that caters for the widest range of abilities. Um, in building design, it can mean things such as what's seen in wide doorways, ramps and, and very clear signage. Um, but in universal design for learning, uh, the focus is on flexibility and choice, mm -hmm. incorporating sound accessibility features such as closed captions on videos and presenting all information in a variety of formats. So as stated by Dr. Frederick Favet, universal design for learning these days relates to a much wider student population mm -hmm. than just students with disabilities and literature shows us how universal design for learning benefits the inclusion of all international students as well as Indigenous students. However, we've also identified it benefits our staff of here course. at Vauxhall Institute um, and especially our teachers. Yeah. yeah. So, Annie, why are these principles so important? Uh, I think there are two aspects to the importance of universal design. Firstly, universal design can be used in any context. So it can transform a whole organisation. Mm -hmm. It's a simple, user-centric approach that asks, how can I remove barriers to participation? Mm -hmm. It might be as simple as offering choice and flexibility about how a prospective student makes course inquiry, mm. which is something BHI already does. Yes or making sure that people with mobilities can actually get to their classroom. Mm -hmm. Every contact with a student can be enhanced in this way. Yeah. And the second thing is, Universal Design for Learning, or UDL, can even the playing field for people with diverse needs. Right. Whether or not they've disclosed a disability. UDL recognises that there's no average learner. Right and instead considers the needs and preferences of all your learners. It's more of a smorgasbord approach yeah. rather than a meat and three veg on the plate approach. Of course, yeah. That's so interesting. Um, it brings me back to when uh, Dean Champ is talking about um, yeah. his method of approaching learning. 
and all the different ways and touch points that he uses to engage with his student. He's such a brilliant example of, and he's an expert on universal design, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's also always grounds it in, um, from what he's, he's said, yeah. in knowing his students yeah. and working from that point. Yeah, for sure. So the two of you uh, received a grant into uh, for, like for research into gender and diversity, um, gender and disability, which is such incredible recognition for your work. Um, Amory, what were the outcomes of this research? Well, actually, I'm I'm going to flip it a bit, Ray. <laughs> Change in script on me. <laughs> so rather than the actual outcomes of the research project, yeah, I'd like to share the unintended outcomes. Oh, I, I love that. Even more be- exciting. That, that's exciting. Um, particularly Annie and I found them exciting and I think they're more relevant to this podcast. So, and yeah, these were the unexpected jewels that we got from it was, mm-hmm. um, well, first of all, it contributed to us winning an inclusivity award, which um, our research supported. Also to obviously the Sue Salt House of um, course. grant from the uh, Women in Vocational Education. And also two were invited to present at a Vetra, which was yes. um, very exciting. Um, but I think also what I'm really impressed with is the, the rewarding connections that we've made. Um, yeah. Certainly with Annie being in, um, a part of ADSET, the Australian Disability Clearing House on um, Education and Training, but also to Monash University, we've made um, a great connection there, an opportunity to do applied research with them in this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, also, and then from that, um, also Dublin City University, which are way ahead of Wow. us on, on all of um, this sort of work and they connected us then to um, the accessibility app that's compatible with Moodle called Brickfields oh. and um, there are some very exciting features in there and obviously it's good because it's now going to be a part of the new Moodle 4.0 um, and so we're very excited about that. Uh, for anyone that doesn't work in that space, what is Moodle? So Moodle is our learning management system, right. which we refer to as Boxall Institute Student Web. Right, okay. So um, that's why we're excited because we're going to get all the, some of the, we're not getting the full suite of the Brickfields features, but yeah. certainly um, some entry level um, support for learners but, and for the teachers. Oh, wow. Yeah. The other thing I loved was um, that it inspired collaboration. And we have so many talented people working in our disability support area. Mm-hmm. Um, so through speaking to them, it also um, inspired collaboration with um, our accessibility hub prototype with Teaching Innovations, which Annie and uh, Andrew Corbett are working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just want to mention here Andy Corbett, who's been working on the project for the Accessibility Hub um, on secondment with the Teaching Learning Enhancement team, assisting with the training sessions and the Student Web Help Desk support. I understand he is invaluable to the project so a bit of a shout out to Andy yeah absolutely it's been a real partnership yeah he has done so much work and um, contributed um, a huge amount to this project oh so let's talk about the project Um, so I love that to kick it off you took a human-centered design thinking approach um, and was utilized with a like a challenge statement what was that like and what was the challenge statement yeah, I, I, I really like that um, human-centred design thinking 
doesn't start out with a task mm. or a solution, um, but with empathy, with talking to the end user. Yeah. Um, what are their issues and needs? What do they really need and want? So with the Accessibility Hub, we got some great insight from students and teachers into what was important, like how much time gets wasted if you can't access learning materials mm. in a format that suits your needs. Sure. And how people don't like having to keep asking for help. Yeah. So this is where we got our challenge statement, focused on improving current accessibility processes and information for learners with diverse needs in order to level the playing field. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward, but it's, um, it seemed to encapsulate what um, yeah. students had said to us. I think um, it does it really well. It does, and, mm. it, and it informs so much as well, and it's come from the heart of the people that will need it the most yeah. as well, so it makes it even more important. Yeah, absolutely. The other amazing aspect to this process was brainstorming mm -hmm. with our colleagues who were there to help and support students mm -hmm. and hopefully making what they do at um, Box Hill Institute more visible mm. and easy to find on the um, Student Accessibility Hub. How will the Accessibility Hub improve the student and employee experience? Well, certainly um, that the list that you've put together, Annie, of the features of the Accessibility Hub, the technology, is just there. It's, you mentioned before a smorgasbord. We've just got an amazing yeah. smorgasbord of features to help to help everyone, and it's not just for students. It's for teachers. It's for st all all staff. All staff. Uh, all staff. Yeah, that's, and all abilities. That's a huge takeaway. It mm. being for everyone. Yes. It truly yeah. encapsulates the whole inclusive. In it together, we're offering everything to everyone. So it's a self. It's a self. Select so mm. you can actually get very good support without having to disclose that you need it in the first place. Yeah, and we've even found that a lot of it within those statistics, particularly maybe the seventy percent, is that some people aren't even aware that they may need that support or that they have a disability. Mm. So they're they're quite interesting figures. And it's yeah, it's interesting how people find a workaround to yes. to something they might not even realise is a challenge. And we're making yes. it easier. It's about reducing yeah. the clicks yeah. and making it easier for people to find things, find stuff. Find stuff. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, so also, while I was researching this episode, I learned about assistive technology. Mm -hmm. uh, this, I got really excited. Um, so for those that are listening, what is assistive technology and how will this help our students and employees? Okay, well, I might just um, jump to a, um, a quote from... Oh, um, I love this. <laughs> ...the NDIS, NDIS mm -hmm. website, um, just to kind of, yeah. you know, have a, an official kind of um, explanation. Um, and it, it says, Assistive technology is equipment, software or devices that help you do things you can't do because of your disability. It may also help you do something more easily or mm. safely. So that's really wide. It's so broad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, description. Um, it, in terms of what we've done on the um, Accessibility Hub, yeah. we've talked about specialised equipment, mm -hmm. um, which is also assistive technology, 
And that can make a huge difference to student comfort and the ability to participate. Yeah. These are things like keyboards with large keys and really clear text. And this can help if you have low vision yes. or cognitive difficulties or fine motor skill issues. Um, yeah. For example, arthritis. Of course. Um, another example is a C pen. Oh, I love this one. Which is a pen that reads out text as you move it across a page, a physical page. Mm. This type of equipment is available through disability liaison service at Box Hill. Um, I said, wow, I just... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you think about that's that's so useful technology, like... I wouldn't have. I didn't even Who know. Knew? I didn't even know we had yeah, something no, like that. No. And I think there's probably a growing list of that equipment. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll keep um, building on it. Keep building on it. Um, so then there's assistive technology software. Oh. And this is huge now with such a wide range of help available for free and built into our computers, into the software programs we use all the time, like the Microsoft Suite and our browsers. Right. Andy Corbett, who we mentioned yes. from Teaching Innovations, has done a lot of work finding the most useful software and showing students and, and teachers and everyone yeah. at Box Hill really how to get started with it. Um, so some of the things you can do, you can speak and have it translated into text on your screen. Or go the other way with text-to-speech using the screen reader. Oh, yeah. You can turn on closed captions to see subtitles while watching a video. Mm -hmm. And there are options to make all your text bigger or have more contrast. These are just a few examples mm. of assistive software. Oh, my goodness. Even some of those things, you think they're just so... You don't think about them? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just oh, okay, that just happened. You don't realise that there's actually, like, a program or a software that yeah. enables and empowers people to be able to really take control of their learning and, and help break down those barriers. And and now it's um, it's less and less something that you have to go out and buy or yeah. install, you know, especially, or it's only for people with a disability. Yeah. It's something that we can all access and use um, all the time. But I also love how you've categorised, not like you've provided the list in two forms yeah. to yes. make it easier. So, do you want to explain that? Anna? Yes, that's um, really clever. We've got all the same kind of software, but we you can look at it two ways. You can either look at it by what it does, say it, different types of screen readers, of course, or you can look at it by um, what kind of people it can help, like. If you've got low vision, here are all the um, types of software that might be useful to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Very clever. And that'll make it so much easier for people to find what they need. Yeah, yep. that's the idea. Oh. And how I think for people who... Because it's not just about disability. So mm. people who not learned how to type, that can be quite frustrating as a yes. new student. So I, I play with it myself, and it's just in Word. Is It really works really well. If you speak Does. clearly... It mm. converts all your, what you want to say into text and mm. you can then just edit it. And then you can have all the grammar checked and the spelling and the punctuation. There are just so many features um, that will help everyone. Wow. I love, I love that we're taking such a huge step forward in bringing these things to the forefront for our students and our employees and for everyone. 
it's it'll be a game changer they're there we just need to know how to find them and yeah. how to get started with them that's the biggest part really taking the first step and knowing how to find and how to use yeah love that so to you both what about the accessibility hub excites you i'll start with you emery well, what we were just discussing, the wide reach that the Accessibility Hub can have and the potential impact on students, teachers yeah. and all the Boxall Institute staff, particularly towards an approach to lifelong learning. Yeah. Um, as defined in Wikipedia, I'm going to quote as well. Um, Loving the quotes today, people. <laughs> Love it. Um, is the ongoing voluntary and self-motivated pursuit of knowledge for either personal or professional reasons. You know, this is all really important for an individual's competitiveness, employability, and also mm -hmm. can enhance their social inclusion. Of course. And what about you, Emery? I think what excites me about the Hub is that it, it joins the dots for students mm. um, by offering these curated resources to save them time and frustration, and, and they don't need to ask anyone. Mm. And it's also a resource for teachers that they can use with their students. Mm. I think the other thing is about fostering campus-wide conversations about the variability of learners mm -hmm. and the possibilities for a, a more inclusive approach to education. You know, hearing you both talk about this, like you can, I mean, I can see you, everyone who's listening can't, but I can <laughs> see you both and you both just look so happy and passionate talking about this like I can see that it's something that you're very like you love talking about and you're, you're loving to work on so that's so, so lovely to hear um, so if there's any takeaway that uh, the listeners could get from our chat today what would you like it to be Annie I'd say everyone can use a little help sometimes and the accessibility hub is there for all our students and staff very similar to Annie but also that it's not just about disability it's yeah. about accessibility I think there's a misunderstanding we need to yeah. change the language around that it's really there for everyone mm. whereas if people hear the word disability I think oh that doesn't apply to me or yeah. my students so yeah. to change that culture but also to you know I love that it'll really help those of us that can fly under the radar yeah as well those non the, the silent people who, you know, can drop away because they're too nervous or nervous or uncomfortable to ask for yeah. help. So it really supports those those learners, whether they're staff or students. Oh, I have learnt so much from you both today, um, and I thought I'd like done my research, like nailed all of the things I needed to know for the podcast. But I've just learned so much from our chat. So I'm sure others have as well. So thank you so much, both of you, for your time. Thanks, Appreciate Mary. it. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening. We want to hear from you and what you think. So please tell us what you think about this episode on Yammer or send us an email at staffcoms at boxhill.edu.au. And we have some more exciting episodes to come. So um, stay tuned and bye for now.